1: they can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watson. This is Cutting Through The Matrix on the 13th of January 2012. For newcomers, you should always help yourself to the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, and you'll find lots and lots of free audios for download, where hopefully you'll start to understand this big system you've been born into. It's called the Matrix, really, because. Just like the movie, there's so many rooms, so many floors, and each time you think you get to the right one, you're, there's more deception. There's always deception. Because, you see, we're in a scientifically controlled society, and science also controls your mind big time. Uh, with neuroscience, all kinds of behavioral psychologists, you surprised how many teams and organizations to do with controlling the mind that governments, all governments hire, and, and a lot of them are full-time, of course, working for government too, because government's job is not there to inform you and keep you up with any kind of truth on any particular area. It's there to control you, manage you, make you pliable, and make you docile pretty well to all that's happening, because the big boys are a separate, a separate group altogether. I mentioned last night that uh, Bertrand Russell said eventually the elite will become a separate species, in a sense, because they'll be the only ones in on the truth, all truths, you see. So we are managed, like I heard, and I go through the histories of uh, the organizations that came up with the ideas, got together, and went after all the world's resources. Uh, with the idea of bringing in a world government Which of course they themselves would rule And then they'd, they'd use a scientific management To bring down populations And uh, uh, and again advance uh, humankind as far as better slaves go For the kind that they would want to serve themselves So help yourself to the, to the website as I say There's about a thousand audios up there now And they all, ca- all the sites listed on com Have transcripts for download too uh, and if you go into Alan dot EU, you'll find transcripts in other languages for print-up. Remember two, you are the audience that bring me to you. I don't bring on guests who really are there to sell you after scaring you. And uh, uh, I don't have shares in any companies that sell anything at all. So you can help me get by by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com from the US to Canada. Remember, you can still use personal check or an international postal money order from the post office, or you can send cash, or you can use PayPal. It's up to you. Across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. And straight donations are really, really welcome. But as I say All we can do now is chronicle the events as we go through them. This big plan, this big world order plan that they talk about, you see. The Council of Foreign Relations, if you want to read them, will tell you where the world's going. And their Foreign Affairs magazine uh, has pretty well never been wrong, ever. Because, you see, they run the world. They're they're part part of the managerial class. They're called world managers, by the way, from the insider's point of view. The world managerial class. And uh, the politicians are there really to put on a show for the public, eat lots of big meals and costs a lot of cash with their G twenty meetings and uh and, and to make you think you've still got to say anything, someone was responsible to you. Of course we know for a fact that no one at the top is responsible to any of us anymore because all the departments he's what to complain to are just that. They just uh dump it in the trash. Or else, uh, some low enchelon will give you some, uh, you know, copied thing back to you, uh, and uh, that's the end of things. Unless you might spend your life, uh, you know, writing to Parliament. Good for you. It doesn't doesn't do you any good at all. Because governments, I say, from at least the 1500s has been really based on this technique. Probably before, since Francis Bacon talked about it back then. He says as best the public never know the true machinations of what governments up to. And that's really how it is. Well, this big group, of course, decided to take over the world. Uh, We're using academia as well, and training each uh, managerial class uh, are in full swing now. They call it post-democracy. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix. Let's I see. I try to chronicle events and compare them to uh, the experts that were employed years ago, often long before you were, you were, you know, long before you were born. In fact, some of them lived in your grandfather's day, and they met at world meetings, deciding on the kind of planned society they would bring in. And they had all kinds of specialists. They've written, written lots of books about it. Uh, many of those involved written, wrote their own biographies. They, they just love to tell you how important they were in, in, in fashioning the society that was to come. And they've never been wrong. Every part of the agenda from the 1920s onwards has been fulfilled, including the steps that they took to separate generations to bring in massive promiscuity. And then the state would come in and be the parents or parents to children, and uh, it's just amazing to see how it was done. And those who indulged in all the fun and games, uh, the youngsters, of course, and actually it was all geared at them. Uh, actually, believed it was their their doing, you know, our generation type thing. That's how they always con them. And um, they have no idea they're going along an agenda that was meant to destroy family units and eventually to see everyone's an individual, sort of in their own little world, and the government can. Talk right down to you, and there's no one to help you out. There's no family or friends or anything left. That's the society we are in today. It's perfect, actually. But we're so well understood, because we've been studied for many thousands of years... Many thousands of years. We forget just how old humankind is and empires and and forms of government. Look at the age of China and all the governments it tried in ancient times. They even had communism and socialism and all kinds of techniques used uh, long, long before B.C. And, um, And, of course, we just go through all again. Well, that knowledge was never lost, including all the studies on how it affected the people and things that could go wrong, and how to rectify them, used over and over again. Remember Plato said the same thing, uh, if you want to control society or make them do something, find something that they've done in the past, and go through the same formula again, implement it in the same formulaic way, and they are, it's guaranteed to work. It always does work. Because we're, we're a form of creature of habit, you see, with innate drives and, and things in us, so they can easily manipulate us so easily. But to, to go for the young is easy too, when your hormones are galloping away there, it's, it's like taking a child into the a store, and here's all the candies, and the child's just have a, a temper tantrum if he can't get them all. Only in this case it was teenagers, and it says, it's all out there, Go for, go for it, you can get it all. And they did, you know, all kinds of AIDS and, uh, you know, gonorrhea and stuff like that, and syphilis. Anyway, uh, they, they achieved their goal, and today people are pretty well living all on their lonesomes. Not only that, they're, they're trained that they couldn't pretty well get on with a partner for very, very long at all. You know, either that they want someone else, a better partner, like a TV star or something like that. It's just incredible how stupid we really are. <laughs> we are stupid. Now, I'm going to put up a, a link tonight's, Cutting through the Matrix.com. And it's, a, it's the start of the inquiry to do with nine trillion dollars that went missing from the Federal Reserve. And you should hear some of the responses. It's just, it's, no kidding you. It's, uh, this is good enough for the public, mind you. Uh, well, we had an inquiry, you know, and it was inconclusive. But uh, everybody else would be going to jail or swinging from the trees on the end of ropes uh, for, for bringing down countries, bringing down thousands of people out of their homes, losing their homes and nothing's done about it, that the real robber barons are still in control because they never left, you see, they've been here for an awful, awful long time. And of course, they also belong to the same associations that put their boys into politics to make sure that they, they do all the damage control and nobody does go to jail. We live under this system. It is a new feudal system. I don't really think it's the same old feudal system that's been here for a long time. And Carl Quigley pretty well verifies that in his book, Tragedy and Hope. Anyway, I'll put that link up tonight, and then touch on addiction, because addiction off the internet, of course, is uh, well-known, because we all know people who are addicted, they're up day and night, and they hardly sleep. It's uh, an addiction like any other addiction, like gambling, for instance, and they're bringing out studies all the time, and your brain does get rewired, there's no doubt about it. Anything that you learn, in fact, even in just typing, basically, it rewires your brain, but... Um, This internet, of course, goes much, much further. It says, internet addiction for the first time has been linked with changes in the brain, similar to those seen in people addicted to alcohol, cocaine, and cannabis. In a groundbreaking study, the researchers used MRI scanners to reveal abnormalities in the brains of adolescents who spent many hours on the internet, to the detriment of their social and personal lives. The findings could throw light on other behavioral problems and lead to the development of new approaches to treatment, researchers said. It says an estimated 5 to 10% of internet users are thought to be addicted. I think it's a lot more than that, meaning they're unable to control their use. plus a lot of them go through temporary addictions as well as they're growing up through their teenage years. The majority are game players who become so absorbed in activity they go without food or drink or long periods and their education, work, and relationships suffer. It's interesting because there are people who, strangely enough, love to go to casinos, and, and I've, I've never gone to one, and I have no interest in going to one. And... Uh, but there's a lot of folk who do like to go and, and spend their cash. In uh, Canada, it's so wonderfully set up that uh, uh, generally they aim for the, the elder woman whose husband's died, left insurance with her, and so on, and she's her pension as well at the end of every month. And the ones down at Windsor and elsewhere send up buses, and these many buses, picking them up all over Ontario to take them down so they can spend all their pension money. But uh, uh, these, uh, I remember one of them telling me that that. Uh, There's a smell in some of them. And what it was, it was Chinese guys. They get really addicted to things like that. Who wore diapers under the clothing. And they wouldn't leave the tables, the gambling tables, in case they lost their winning streak. No kidding. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. Anyway, it says here, Henrietta Bowden-Jones, consultant psychiatrist at Imperial College London, who runs Britain's only national health service clinic for internet addicts and problem gamblers, says, The majority of these people we see with serious internet addictions are gamers who spend long hours in roles in various games that cause them to disregard their obligations. I've seen people who stopped attending university lectures, failed their degrees, or their marriages broke down because they were unable to emotionally connect with anything outside the game. Although most of the population was spending longer online, uh, that was not evidence of addiction, she said. It's different. We're using it and doing it because modern life requires us to link up over the net in regard to jobs, professional and social connections, but not in an obsessive way. Again, I disagree with that. I think all these things that come out with their Facebook and all their their, their sock pocket friends and all the rest of it is, is actually promoted to make them addicted to it. People are scared stiff to miss one call, you know, one little call. Scared stiff not to answer it, doesn't no matter where they are. I guess they missed something. When someone comes to you and says they do not, uh, or did not sleep last night because they spent 14 hours playing games, and it was the same the previous night, they tried to stop but they couldn't, you know they have a problem, it does tend to be gaming that catches people out. And then you go into this one here, another one, another study that's been done, it's an abnormal white matter. Integrity in Adolescence with Internet Addiction Order, a track-based spatial statistics study. That sounds even more important, eh? Oh, wow. Anyway, it says here... Um it says, we've done, I think it was in, in China, that actually came up with this one, it says, internet addiction disorder is currently becoming a serious mental health issue around the globe. Previous studies regarding IAD, they're calling it, were mainly focused on associated psychological examinations. However, there's a few studies on brain structure and function about IAD. In the study, we used diffusion tensor imaging to investigate white matter integrity in adolescents with IAD. 17 IED subjects and 16 healthy controls without IED participate in the study. Whole brain vortex, uh, voxel-wise analysis of fractional anisotropy was performed by tract-based spatial uh, statistics to localize abnormal white matter regions between groups. They're, they're finding abnormal regions with this white matter, and, you know, with guys who are addicted. TBSS demonstrated that IAD had significantly lower FA, the controls throughout the brain, including the orbital frontal white matter Corpus callosum, uh, the, the, king, kingulum inferior frontal occipital, uh, frasus, as well it's is called, and corona radiation, and internal and external capsules, while exhibiting no areas higher than FA. Now, they, they know for a fact uh, that if it's altering the brain, and it's, if it's a cause, if it's the cause for altering the brain, uh, it's almost giving you a psychopathic type nature, because this is the part of the brain that also gives you your emotions, uh, your ability to, to bond with people uh, or love people. There's very few folk love it folk anymore. That one makes with something else. But anyway, it, it, it really is altering the brain's uh, wiring big time. And it says in, in most VOIs, reductions were caused by increase in radial diffusivity, while no changes in axial diffusivity. Remember, this is a scientific, it's really meant for a scientific evaluation. Conclusions are findings suggest that IED demonstrated widespread reductions in F.A. and major white matter pathways and such abnormal white matter structure may be linked to some behavioral impairments. In addiction of white matter integrity may serve as a potential new treatment target and F.A. may be a qualified biomarker to understand why underlying neural mechanisms of injury or to assess the effectiveness of specific early interventions in IED. So there's actually underlying uh, injury to the neural mechanisms in the brain itself Quite something, eh? Mind you too, a while back I read about the article uh, From the article that the Pentagon put out On their warfare techniques to do with internet-based warfare techniques And they mentioned they have specific colours and viruses And things they can bring all together at once Which literally, I can bring on a stroke <laughs> Or a heart attack you can actually program your brain to your brain's been fooled that the pulsing coming from the computer is actually the, really the cerebral cardiac pulse. And, uh, and of course your, your heart slows down and then stops. You do a lot more with it too. Understand that everything out there is weaponized these days. Everything. Quite something, isn't it? When that's the the lens they go to. But it can actually, it can actually alter parts of the brain and you get build up of this white matter where it shouldn't actually be. And um, right now, when I go to... There's a caller in Ohio, hanging on the line here from the UK. And if this machine will work here, I'll know who it is. It's Daniel from the UK. Are you there, Daniel?
0: Uh, Hello, yeah. can Daniel. Can you hear me all right?
1: Yes, I can, yeah. I, oh, there's a lot of music coming. But hold on, and I'll be right back after this break, Daniel. I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and we're talking to Daniel from the UK. Are you there, Daniel?
0: Yeah, Alan, I'm here. Um, do, you, do you think that um, the different racial groups and even homosexuality and even uh, psychopathy could be evidence of uh, genetic tampering?
1: So uh, there's no doubt, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt, um, in, in specific groups, even in psychopathy, they've found uh, that certain groups uh, uh, are, are prone to pass on psychopathy to their children, uh, especially when um, these this, this groups have been around for thousands of years, so there's no doubt on that, tampering, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, Uh, Don't don't forget, too, that not just genetic tampering The easiest thing is to do the old-fashioned stockyard way Of picking different peoples and slaves or whatever And and not marrying them, but mating them They've done that for thousands of years um, For particular types of slaves You don't want one that's too bright, generally Unless you're serving someone like a Caesar And um, you don't want them uh, too dumb either and too slow so you want a big, muscular uh, slave, and, of course, that's all taught once again. There were handbooks on how to rear slaves in America brought over by the ones who were running the slave trade, always had to run the slave trade, in fact, uh, because they'd been into it for an awful long, hundreds and hundreds of years. So uh, that's the easiest way to do it. And, of course, we, we know that genetically, too, it's passed on through what we would call, or history would call, successful families, the ones who, who domin- end up dominating whole countries through bloodshed and slaughter, and, and being awfully uh, nasty kind of people with no tolerance for anyone or comp- competition whatsoever. So there's different ways to pass it on. Now, um, scientists, I'm sure ancient scientists, and they've always had scientists that we call priests in, in previous times too, um, uh, that dealt with medicine, um, noticed a lot of these things too. The Egyptians knew this. Uh, we know other cultures have tried to dumb down some of the slaves when they had, after getting riots, etc., by introducing what they call religious uh, programs for the mothers who would bind the, the children's heads uh, with uh, flat boards, and that would dumb them down to a certain extent, they were very obedient compliance, uh, almost emotionless type of slaves as well. Egypt did it, they did it through Latin America and other countries as well. So there's been so much tampering uh, with the, the human, uh, the brain, it's just incredible to see the lens that have gone in previous times to, to, to make us dumb and stupid. But even comparing that to today, it's more scientific. Again, it's quiet, it's more subtle, it's covert, it's stealth. They do it through inoculations, they do it through food and so on and so on. But as far as direct, uh, manipulation of the, of the, the, the genes, that is possible. I wouldn't be surprised. They have found um, in, across the world but definitely in Egypt on digs and you find some of these things in the Moscow Museum uh, magnifying glasses for, for microscopes uh, and also for telescopes and that's why they was, there was, probably started with telescopes because we we're so into the stars for, for timing and dating etc. and using it for uh, like a clock uh, that naturally you simply reverse the procedure for for a, a microscope and they found these lenses perfectly ground lenses which meant they, were, they could see much smaller things than we ever imagined they could. And we've also all found the same kind of dye, this blue type of dye, in Egypt, which uh, you actually use for, to identify the genes, you know, the genome projects. But you use it today, in fact.
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, this whole idea that, that civilization, that as we know it, started 10,000 years ago, and up until then we were just scratching around in the dirt, to me is just not logical. I mean, if we haven't changed much in a million years or however, you know, we had the same capacity for intelligence 500,000 years ago, a million years ago, there must have been hundreds of civilizations, civil advanced societies, that's what I mean, there must have been. I mean, I don't understand how... The the trouble is, um, they haven't got any evidence, or they haven't at least um, shown us, you'd have thought there'd be some evidence. I mean... My main thing is I've always thought that uh, humans are out of sync with the rest of nature. I, I thought being a closed system, you'd expect everything to be in balance and equilibrium, but humans definitely have these traits, mm-hmm. like psychopathy and sadism, that are completely out of balance, because I would have thought it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be possible for one species to control um, the planet. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we know... Uh... We know that, that even off the west coast of India, um, according to India, uh, the legends of India, they talked about uh, the whole west coast going down at one point under the sea, and way over ten thousand years ago, you know. And they had cities on it. Well, they, they've, they've done their underground water explorations, and sure enough, they found them. Uh, same thing off of Latin America. Uh, we know that uh, Latin America. Some of the countries were actually pushed upwards with with tectonic pressure. And so they have beaches, one-time beaches that are maybe a 1,000 feet off, or higher than the sea level today. Uh, and they have many of these, by the way, so it's gone up and down quite a few times, uh, along with the different civilizations. We know in Greece, uh, Plato talked about Solon, his uncle, uh, who went to Egypt, as all the Greeks did, to further education. And the Egyptians said to them, "You greeks don 't even know who you are or how old you are, and how many civilizations have gone come and gone in, in, in ancient times so uh, I think that 's more to the point of come and gone and come and gone and come and gone there 's no doubt about it um, and, and there's, there's a lot of evidence to do with that, but they don 't want us to believe or know that science is as such." existed such a long time ago, but kept, to, of course, to a very specific few priestly class. Always, so I'm saying today, hold on, we the back with more after this break.
0: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth.
1: hi folks i'm back cutting through the matrix talking to daniel from the uk about how old is mankind and uh i a person as i say this is too much evidence as far as i'm concerned that uh, uh you know a hundred thousand years ago man has definitely been around uh, and maybe perished maybe moved on we don't know we know that there's been different equators down uh, through the, the many thousands of years in the millennium and uh Uh, And that at one time it went across Siberia in fact So that even the earth uh, tilted at at one point as well So um, I've no doubt at all all, Man's been probably wiped out by the millions at one time Uh, uh, Everything gets covered up, it grows over And even uh, wherever they're digging today They're finding finding human beings in the most amazing places Uh, And uh, I I think this would go on and on the deeper you dug if, If you just kept at it and had the money to do it but uh, the elites, again, in science itself, like the Greek god academia, uh, sets its sights on Darwinism, and, and that's God's law, and, and, uh, and we only evolved, you know, uh, so-and-so, etc., etc. Uh, and we must have come from monkeys, of course. You know, just absolutely had to have come from monkeys. Uh, even there's no trace as to reason or why we'd come from monkeys, because every species creates its own species and like. That's the way it happens. And uh, we know we can change uh, genes by radiation or specific chemicals, long-term exposure to chemicals can also do the same kind of thing, but they generally be, they're unpredictable. Uh, You'd get get monsters of all kinds which don't last very long. So um, uh, you'd have to be doing something very specific to create a particular creature like today. We can certainly do it today. If they had, if if the histories of India are correct, and they, they have histories they claim going back into millions of years. If the histories of India are correct, or if there's anything to the mythology, then they had sciences many millions of years ago, and that man had come and gone and come and gone and come and gone, and that they even created different kinds of humans, they claim, in their histories, and towards the Black Sea area, which was a valley at that time. And they say that uh, they created different kinds of humans mixed with animals, just like today, you know. Uh, where they're going ahead with the same thing, and that they began to eat each other. So they flooded that whole valley, and then National Geographic sent down a mini-sub. A few years back, they did an expose on it, and sure enough, down at the bottom of the Black Sea, there's ledges there, and there's remains, very well-preserved remains of uh, human buildings. So uh, that was a valley at one time after all. So who knows? Again, the big boys ain't going to tell us. And, um, but there's just too much evidence out there that we definitely were more profuse at one time uh, with sciences of certain types. At least we don't know how far advanced they were in all spheres, but definitely in some areas like medicine, they seem to have had made quite a lot of progress. Yeah.
0: I'll just ask you something else. Um, do, you, do you think it seems to me these people? Um, have, I can't believe that knowledge has been passed on maybe that long. I think that it'll be like Chinese whispers almost. I mean, there will be some that will be passed on and others that will be lost. But it seems these people have tried to elevate themselves above. Um, maybe there was a creator, you know, a genuine higher intelligence that did play a hand in creating life. I'm comfortable with that notion. Um, but it seems that they've tried to elevate themselves above that. You know, mm-hmm. um, they've tried to, <clears throat> they think that they can um, do what hasn't been done and um, I'm just uncomfortable with the thought that a creation, let's say we were created by something, can ever be as intelligent as the thing that created it. Do you think that that's a bit, do you think that's impossible or could it be done, do you think?
1: There is one religion um, today which teaches that all the male offspring are gods. And uh, they also believe that God cannot really be known and they have to work towards the great work, which is to... To, uh, become, become the, the full with the powers of God and have the same powers of God, uh, as an old religion that's still on the go today. And, um, so there's maybe something to that. Uh, there's definitely some, something that the fact that that's taught and they must bring in the future. They must create the future as opposed to all the other religions which tend to look upon the past like some saviour came along and did it all for you and you do, all you do now is just lie back and it's all done. But so, um, the, the whole thing with uh, what caused it all to happen, we'll, we'll never really know. All we have is bits and pieces and mythologies and e- even later changes to do with whatever political group uh, took over and got in power. Because people will tend to ag- aggrandize themselves and, and take the power away from their deity, you see, as time goes on.
0: This is, this is, what I'm, this is exactly what I'm saying. It's, do you not think that they're being guided more by megalomania? and this, they've blinded themselves with this um, obsession of self-importance rather than actually basing their religion on any sound, logical
1: actually or nature. in one, one religion it's both. They say the one religion that believes that every male child is, is a god and that uh, to, to, achieve, to achieve the role that God gave them, they believe, uh, they must go into science, they do use science, they're, they're, in fact they lead science, and, uh, and they must, uh, through science, become the, the, the full gods again. Uh, that That's a fact. Uh, this actually exists. And uh, uh, it helps run the show today. Um, other ones will say that you can never know gods. All you, all you can know is what God is not, not what he is. You see? And if you go into the histories of the religion, the, and even the Christian religion, uh, and pre-Christian, pre-Judaic religion... Uh, They talk about uh, a war. The same old legend, there was a war between good and evil that raged through the entire universe. And the war unleashed supernatural powers as these, um, what they call later angels, um, fought with the, 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 the rebels. And, uh, but, but before that, everything in the universe was made perfect, including the humankind itself. And that because of the changes, even the trees and the humans today are a poor uh, kind of replica of, of what they once were. So massive supernatural changes were, uh, occurred because of the powers that were unleashed across the entire cosmos. So, uh, there's maybe something to that as well. Uh, but uh, this, the ancients certainly all talked about the same same huge battle that raged through the universe. And it ended up on earth, by the way uh, And so earth was to be the last battleground uh, for for any of this uh, uh, And all of this, everything was rest on what happened on earth And then you have some of the old secret societies Which belong to the mainstream, one mainstream society, a religious society which talked about uh, they are the offspring of the ones that were cast to Earth. And when they came here, they still had their perfect powers, although they did have no physical bodies. You know.
0: Nephilim and all that, was it?
1: Yeah. Uh, they, they, they claimed that um, uh, through their ability to have supernatural power, they, they eventually bred into the human stock that existed on Earth. But they willed, the initial bodies they occupied here, they willed into existence by their perfect powers. But by interbreeding with the stock here, they lost their powers, and hence they started back into uh, genealogies to try to get the powers back by interbreeding amongst themselves once again. And that's at the, the core of a major religion today. So um, there's always an esoteric side of every religion, and... Uh, So this is going on today, but man is supposed to perfect himself, uh, and by that I I don't mean all men, um, but man is supposed to perfect himself and and retain or regain the powers that the God or Godhead gave him. Interestingly enough, in different religions, the God, even Plato and other, um, Aristotle and so on, other ones talked about in the Greek version. And they couched it in such a way, because remember they came from a a secret teaching as well, through Socrates, through via uh, Pythagoras long before, and they said that their deity was both male and female. Uh, When he walked one way he was male, when he turned around he was female. Uh, So they couched it in actual language. Um, In uh, Judaism it's much the same thing too, that the God created first man, which meant that the first man also contained, uh, the part of the female that was eventually separated from him. So he was, he was both two and one. Uh, so that, so that, that was a later belief in Judaism. So, so you have this hermaphroditic thing. And you, so you have the hermaphroditic thing coming all down through uh, religions, uh, and ending up in a major religion. And now you see it really being promoted like crazy through scientific tinkering. Uh, across the planet right now with massive grants funding them, so you have to ask why this is this is happening. Even NASA put out a, a, a documentary a few years ago saying they might have to create some kind of creature uh, to stop and, to, and in order to stop um, jealousies on board, it would have to be hermaphroditic, you know. Uh, so uh, this is a big key theme all down through through history. Um, some of you, the, the,
0: similar to um, you know, do you, what do you think about that Zachariah Sitchin and what he talks about
1: oh, Zachariah Sitchin was a front man yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was put out there to put an awful lot of nonsense out there, very popular nonsense because it has to be terribly entertaining and he belonged to the Ashmolean society and, uh, and the Ashmolean society of course have a particular function to do apart from screw up all our, all our heads as well but that's how you do it. You, you change the youth often uh, by putting out these characters that not one person writes of the books. It's a whole team of people who write the books and they make sure that everyone gets them. Long before that you had Chariots of the Gods by von Daniken and, and, and every television station across the world kept pushing von Daniken. Oh, he was a genius. And then we found out he made it all up and he paid a peasant down in Mexico to put out, to, to cut out these uh, Steel, Steels or Stellas uh, with the depictions of his, his, his motorcycle, space motorcycles with the aliens on them and stuff like that. He was paying the guy about five cents each, you know.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, it's just that there are... Some, they say every good lie has a bit of truth, and sometimes there's some elements of, of the, the history... They, that they stick in there as well with all the other fantastical... But
1: that, that's the key, you see. Yeah, but you, you, All you have to do to bend people's minds and set the mind, I call it setting the mind, or a generation's mind gets set by putting a particular fiction that fascinates them Mixed with certain little bits of truth and certain certain conclusions you may come to yourself, but they, they know how to bring you to conclusions so easily using your imagination. It was an ancient technu- technique too of all st- old storytellers before writing came along. They knew these techniques as well. So, so don't be fooled by them. And there's a, there's a big agenda out there too. To to uh, you understand, even in the, the days of Lincoln, uh, 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 there was a fund established uh, to for all writers of futuristic writers to try and, and bring in a particular type of scientific society through their fictional works. Uh, Rothschilds of England in 1800s did the same thing. Uh, he set up the ones for the future of society, and that's where you get all your science fiction from. They tell these guys what they write, what they want, and that shapes the minds of the reader. That's us, and it's predictive programming. So, so be very careful. You have to really do an awful lot of research and all this stuff to, to come to their conclusions. Otherwise, you're easily led. Yeah.
0: Well, you just have to use a good dollar for common sense as well, I mean, and look at what's in it for them. You have to look at what's in it for them. I always think, uh, before I even listen to what someone's saying, I think, well, who are they and why would they be saying this? Because there's usually something in it for them. Um, Yeah.
1: It was the same with H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells was paid via the the Fabian Society. And before it even became the Fabian Society, he was paid, too, by uh, multimillionaires from America, from New York. Uh, who eventually went over and funded the Fabian Society. But he was paid to write science fiction in such a way, and we, we, want to, we want to call it predictive programming, to fascinate the youth to actually work towards the goal they wanted them to work towards through fiction. Uh, and that's, that's how they do it. It's a very simple technique. And once we've read it through fiction, it seems so familiar to us that when it starts to come in in real life, we succumb to it. We allow it to happen. It's like all the, the sci-fi movies for the last twenty years showed us a a, a population living in rubble and, and you know scampering for crusts of bread and a super elite with a massive army of these the, with these guys with all their armor on. Well, we, we're now in that, but we're programmed to accept that long before for twenty thirty years through science fiction. Yeah, that's that's not coincidence. Well,
0: that's not as coincidence. well, I've, I I read a book. Well, I read something by a guy called Beria, this um, Russian communist, and it yeah. was, um, Ivan Pavlov's Manual of psycho Warfare, and yeah. I read it, it was by, um, it was presented by a guy called Kenneth Goff, and mm-hmm. I read it the other day, and I thought, my god, this is exactly, this is the actual tactics yeah. they're using, that yeah. are like what Yuri Brezhnev, like Yuri Brezhnev talked about. Yeah. He just touched on the four phases of subverting a nation. But this manual of psychopolitical warfare
1: is really is the real deal. This is exactly yeah, how Ber- they're doing it. Beria Berio actually worked very closely with Pavlov and others. See, these guys already knew, especially those guys, uh, because they also belonged to another secret society. But, they, but Beria was the head of the NKVD at the time, and the common term for young communists. And, and, uh, and he said in the 1930s that already they perfected the technique of indoctrinating the youth. And they could literally upgrade the youth every three to four years uh, into an even f- deeper into the agenda. Uh, so quick, it was so perfected, it, says it cannot fail. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's incredible. And also, it's, it's just I read that, that even that Hitler even studied those techniques from the Egyptians. They read Egyptian scrolls and stuff, like you said, that mm-hmm. they'd learned this even back to Sumerian times and beyond. they they'd learned about this because. Well, oh, the a th- thing is though, the
1: thing is it was never lost. You see there are real archives of information, and uh, power, whenever it takes over a country or a nation, never uh, burns libraries, believe you me to lose things. They make sure they grab all the information because knowledge is power and, so, and it's always knowledge for the elites to rule over the masses. So you, go, you always grab that first. We do the same thing today when we go into uh, countries in the Middle East. We have special teams set to, to to rob their museums, grab all the scripts, and so on, and, and get out with it fast. And that's what they do. Uh, so it's always been this way. Uh, so yeah, they didn't have to re-translate things or re-find things out. No, these societies already knew this stuff. Yeah,
0: it's fascinating. But on a final note, I'll say it's still encouraging that. You and me and other people listening and some others haven't maybe succumbed to it. And it's it's reassuring that even in places like North Korea, where they've just been properly brainwashed for so long, there's still people who know that what's going on is wrong. And that you can't... There's something about the human spirit or soul, whatever it is, that Mm -hmm. you can't quite crush completely. Mm -hmm. And there'll always be some people who uh, hopefully won't actually succumb to all the that's programming.
1: Right. Interestingly, Madame Blavatsky, who was given the first free Masonic charter for females, because I think they get the women into them then too, um, said that our goal is to cross spirit with science. And when you read through it, what they really mean is to entrap the soul, entrap the soul so that it could never communicate with this deity. That's, that's the ultimate goal. The, the the goal of ath- complete atheism is the same is to so that you you personally will put up a firewall because you don't believe in anything else and uh, you you won't reach out to something that gives you extra power more power your your creator your god and that is their goal the more atheistic and depressing they can make society the more technological they can make society um, the, the closer they've achieved their goal we're far more obedient you know far more obedient uh, and will succumb to Terrible hardships when we believe that there is no deity whatsoever. That's a prime goal that they have. But thanks for calling. Back with more after this break. We're back cutting through the matrix and we'll go to Aaron from Nevada if he's there. Hello?
0: Hi Alan, love the show man. I'm, it, your show shows that you don't have to run it like a uh, used car sales lot That's or right. something like that in order to get the information out there. And um, Well, just wondered if since your words on Zachary is I had no idea and then I have to research that. Um,
1: I'll put up a link tonight. Uh, yeah, I'll put up a link tonight that shows you um, uh, it 's a complete expose on Sitchin and and uh, how it literally Sitchin made up his own his own special interpretation uh, that no one else can agree on you know you, you understand when you study languages and you break down and de- decode them and find out what they mean, uh, eventually many people will come to the same conclusions you have to come to the same conclusions. And say, yeah, this is an A, this is a B, etc. Uh but Sitchin literally alters uh and, and puts his own particular translation down and and even changes the meanings of them his own translation as he goes through his own works.
0: <laughs> I see, okay. Um, also, but we did show on the uh pineal gland. And yeah. since you were talking about the brain, I thought I would chime in. Uh what are your uh how do you think the whole pineal gland works into the uh the other realm or the other dimension? Do you think there's any uh, any thoughts on the pineal gland?
1: The pineal gland, all we really know about it is we used to think it is sat there and basically fossilized, but but uh, it, it works in youth um, more so than, than, than as you get older. I think it's got a lot to do um, with uh, various glandular functions to do with uh, the sexual nature. I don't really think so when you're younger. But also we know that light light goes right through the eye, They found this out about 10, 15 years ago. Light will come right through the eye and strike it, and this seems to activate it. And um, it it, it might have something to do with things like the SADS and so on, how you feel. Seasonal uh, affective disorder, you know. Um, It might be the reason why the Swedes have so much of a high suicide rate when there's so much cloud cover for so much time of the year. Um, it maybe have something to do with that, but I really don't put too much um, emphasis on on uh, what they claim. It's a magic gland, etc. and you can activate it and get special powers. Uh, I, I really don't put faith in that at all.
0: Yeah. Any thoughts on Jordan Maxwell?
1: Uh, Jordan Maxwell came out giving out basic um, Freemasonic um, interpretations initially I never really followed him But uh, I know he's been in, in touch with uh, And even had different ones who I don't trust, to be honest with you Who came out uh, and actually worked with him For a while before they were set off on their own But um, I haven't really followed his, his Whatever he's up to at all you know. Okay I know he went to Area 51 and stuff like that, so that whenever they start tie- tying in the alien stuff, I'm very suspicious of them, because we know they've been making stuff here on Earth for an awful long time, a special bases, and it's, it's pretty traditional. In fact, some of them have admitted years later that when they've been testing particular aircraft, uh, very advanced aircraft, uh, when they say it's been seen, so or we'll just tell them it's a UFO, and that gets into the papers, and we think, oh, it's a UFO. And no one thinks they're actually making the stuff here. <laughs> I mean, I've seen these things myself, I, I know they exist, you know. But, um, but, uh, yeah, you can't just keep jumping back to the alien stuff, it's like a diversion. You can't catch an alien and say, right, admit it, you, you're causing all the Earth's problems, aren't you? You never, you'll never find one. We see the, the real aliens walking into Parliament and into the Congress. that's where they are you know and uh, these guys uh, look very human to me. Uh, may look human, but uh, they're definitely psychopathic in nature. but th- thanks for calling and uh, sorry I couldn't get to Blue from Tennessee and uh, maybe try it uh, uh, on Monday. from Hamish myself Ontario Canada is good night to me God your God's go with you.